0: My new book is out on Audible, How to Be a Capitalist Without Any Capital. You can grab it right now. Here's what a user, Thomas Lornaviticus, said. Latka is the real deal. Five stars. Hey, Nathan, I just listened to your podcast with JLD. You killed it. I saw your book earlier last week and thought, meh, I'll wait when Kindle costs 199 or whatever as I have over 150 books to catch up with. But then I sensed that this book may have something I need right now. I bought it for full price but didn't really start reading it. Then, talking with JLD, you mentioned that the strategies may not work if you wait. And that's so true. I read it. I'm feeling pumped to devour it even more. Thank you for sharing it all and kicking ass. Guys, all of you that listen to the podcast, you are the reason I wrote the book. SaaS CEOs, founders, entrepreneurs. Go grab it today at capitalistbook.com. Especially if you like audio, go grab the audible version right now. Again, capitalistbook.com. Launched brand live in 2014 to really help. Mainly home, kind of good consumer goods services. Think about things in REI, etc. Uh, do live video, whether that's you know you know REI launching their no, new own licensed product or Party uh, Pottery Barn, and they want to launch to suppliers. Uh, they wouldn't do that on Facebook Live. They wouldn't do that on GoToWebinar because it's too private. So Brand Live allows them to set up a landing page specifically for that with nice social engagement. They've got 30 people in remote locations, mainly in Portland, San Fran, Utah, on the East Coast, building this tool. They've got about 100 customers paying. Uh, call it 30 grand per year minimum so 250 grand per month in revenue passing 3 million in pure play saas 4 million though in total revenue when you add services back on top of it economics are really healthy flirting with 105% net revenue retention annually 80 to 90% gross revenue retention spending about a dollar on cac for a new dollar in ar so healthy 12 month payback period there 4.8 million dollars raised considering a potential raise right now growing about 70% year over year I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Fritz Brumder. He is an internet strategist and entrepreneur and currently the founder and COO of a company called Brand Live, a SaaS live video platform used by brands and retailers to create highly engaging live content for marketing, training, and commerce events. He's been developing digital media solutions for the world's best brands for over 10 years. Fritz, are you ready to take us to the top?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Let's all right. Tell us about this company. So what do you guys do and what's your revenue model? How do you make money?
1: Yeah. So first of all, our primary customers are brands and retailers, as you mentioned, and they're looking to find uh, faster and better ways to get, engage with a variety of audiences. So everything from internal communication, employees, uh, distribution partners, B2B audiences, and ultimately end consumers. And they're looking for a Visual, real time, interactive way to engage those audiences for whatever their story may be. And live video is the perfect arrow in the quiver for that. So we enable um, live video for those brands and retailers. Uh, Our revenue model is uh, software as a service based. So we have a platform that our customers log into and they can manage and run these live video events as well as get uh, analytics and reporting.
0: So walk me through. this actually works. I'm looking at the pottery barn example right now. It says summer entertaining, have lunch with pottery barn this Thursday at 12 PM. And it looks like a video thumbnail or something with a name and an email opt in. Um, which part of this is you?
1: A hundred percent of that. So we basically are a web mini website builder or a meeting event builder. So some people might think of it as like a traditional meeting, like you would have on Skype or GoToMeeting or something like that. But we provide that much more of a social and web-based context and mobile, of course, as well. It's really, It's really a mobile first experience. So our customers use our admin console to be able to create the Pottery Barn example that you're looking at right now. So that would be uh, modules and widgets that you can turn on and off, uh, design customizations that you can turn on and off. Uh, it's, again, sort of like a website builder, or if you were building an event page on Eventbrite, for example, you could do a lot of similar things. There, it's for just registration and payment. For us, it's live video broadcasting and interactivity.
0: So, Fritz, I want to, I mean, people listening right now might just think, wait, I'll just embed my Facebook Live into a landing page, and that this works for that. How are you different?
1: Yeah. So first of all, I mentioned that our use cases and the audiences that our customers are utilizing live video to engage with are not only consumer facing, but they're also internal. So Facebook live doesn't really work for that kind of scenario. You mean
0: like internal training?
1: Yeah. Internal training and communication, like sales meetings, town halls, uh, internal product launches, uh, B2B sales events, B2B e-commerce is a big um, use case for us. So when you have a new product that you need to tell all of your buyers and customers about, uh, you're not going to do that on Facebook Live. So one, a lot of our use cases just you can't do that on social live video. Uh, for our consumer-facing events, we still do leverage social. So we have a simulcast strategy to a variety of social channels, including Facebook. Um, but when you get people to your website, so we we are primarily driving the owned and operated experience on you know, adidas.com or walmart.com or something like that, potterybarn.com. So we're sort of the software engine that is enabling a live video experience on their website. When it's on their website, there's lots of different modules and features that they want to add to that experience, like product merchandising and e-commerce that you can't get uh, with Facebook Live.
0: Got it. Interesting. Okay. Very good. Um, walk me through pricing. So you said uh, you're a pure play SaaS company. I don't want to go down every customer cohort, but on average, what's a customer pay per month or per year?
1: Yeah. So we have annual programs and they range from the low $30,000 range up to mid $60,000 range per year.
0: Okay. Would you say that the lower, end of that as a fair average, call it 30, 40 grand. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And why would someone pay 30 versus 60? In other words, what do you use to drive expansion revenue?
1: Yeah, we have um, add-on features and modules, and then we also have services. So some of our customers uh, need additional production services, for example. We have a group called Brand Live Production Partners. It's a global network of video producers that we have trained and educated on the workflow of live video, which is kind of Brand Live, but you could utilize that for Facebook Live, or YouTube Live, or Ustream, or Livestream, or anything like that. So we have kind of created, you know, might sound cliche, but sort of the Uber of live video. Fritz, where where is
0: that? Where is, so when I travel to like, I'm in Austin now, when I travel to New York and I want to do a Facebook live, like a live broadcast with like a DSLR camera and the whole setup and the lighting, I have troubles using Thumbtack to find video people that know how to plug into like OBS, into the Facebook stream API, et cetera. You're saying you have people already trained in New York I can hire on the spot to do that.
1: Exactly, yep, and right now, that is exclusively for oh, the brain live
0: now you're such a tease yes, this is you're know. such a tease you need to make that public
1: but you can you can utilize it for other stuff too so these like i said these people are trained and educated on the workflow of live video it doesn't matter if you're broadcasting to why or private why make it private
0: though why not i mean that to me sounds like a very interesting idea to, to actually open up to the public why why haven't you opened that up
1: that's why i came on this podcast to get some new ideas
0: i mean is it something you're seriously considering
1: uh, yeah, we've looked at it, but you know, we're just there's obviously as an entrepreneur you have to have focus, and uh, we're serving our customers really, really well. And the people that would leverage that kind of network is a totally different kind of customer. So yeah. we we have multiple different uh, new business models or expansions to our business model. That's one of them. Um, how many how well, many video
0: we, professionals are in that network, like across cities across the U.S.
1: Yeah, globally we have 40. Oh, so
0: so there's a real issue. If you open it up to the public that all of your inventory would get used up by people potentially that are not brand live customers, which would be an issue.
1: Yeah. We're, we are, uh, one-on-one training these folks because, you know, our customers are enterprise. So we, we expect that when they go on site, they're real professionals and they know every single step in the process.
0: And therefore the
1: price, you know, for like to produce a you Know one day event is around the 5k range just for the production services,
0: yeah. That so. makes sense. Um, what, what have you scaled to? How many customers are using you today?
1: Uh, we have over 100 enterprise subscriptions.
0: Okay, and just to be clear that that's not you know, people cheat that question sometimes. That's not like free and pay, those are all paying customers.
1: Yeah, 100 for us, an enterprise customer is over 12,000 per year because we we it's kind of scaled our pricing up. The, the average is over 30 K now, but, uh, some of those customers are about a thousand dollars per month. And then we have another hundred or so customers that are using us like uh, for one time campaign events, or, um, we have a few customers that are, you know, nonprofit organizations and stuff like that, that fall underneath that thousand K
0: thousand
1: dollars a month. So, but just to be clear, the
0: hundred you just gave me, those are your enterprise folks, more than 30 grand per year in revenue.
1: Yes. Exactly. Okay.
0: Got it. I mean, yep. so can I back into a minimum there, right? A hundred times that 30 grand, you know, per year minimum, that puts you at about what 250 grand per month minimum. Is that about right?
1: Yeah. We're actually more than that, but yes. yeah.
0: Yeah. Again, just minimum. I assume you're probably well, you could be well North of that. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. What, what percent, so that's a $3 million annual run rate. I mean, is that your, is that your your, your largest revenue stream, or are there other things that eclipse that like your services products?
1: Uh, we do have services on top of that, but they don't eclipse that They're
0: just okay. additive to that. Yeah, that's great. Now, a lot of times people add yeah, and it, yeah. go ahead.
1: Nothing. I was just going to say, you know, where we've submitted to the Inc 500 or Inc 5000 last couple of years. So we do have some revenue numbers published out there.
0: You oh, great. What, what are those? Do you mind sharing just to save me from looking them up?
1: Uh, over, just over 4 million this year.
0: Okay. But that's SaaS plus services. Yes. 3 million of that is pure play SaaS.
1: Yeah, it's about. actually a little bit more.
0: Yes. Okay, but yeah. somewhere around there. That's great. Now, a lot of times people might ding your valuation because you're a mix of professional services, which is typically lower margin than pure play SaaS. But I would actually argue the counter, which is if you put services on top of the pure play SaaS, it makes that SaaS stickier. So lifetime values increase. Two questions. One, do you agree with that? And two, what is your turn today?
1: Uh, yes, I, I, actually, I totally agree with what you just said. I think the services not only increase the value that you're delivering to the customer and therefore they're willing to spend more with you and stay with you longer. Um, and then, uh, I also think that, uh, it's a false assumption that services aren't scalable. Our brand lab production partner network, like you mentioned, could be scaled wildly, right? We could, we could have online training tools to get, uh, production people up to speed and, and we could then transfer that to a totally separate business model that could scale very quickly, like a task rabbit type of thing. And um, I, I'm not fearful of that. And we've been able to communicate that to investors as well. Um, and then our retention is, you know, right in uh, sort of industry standards. So, so, so we don't publish our retention numbers, but yeah, when you say
0: when you say industry standard, I mean, are we talking like 80, 90 percent yearly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gosh. Gross. Not gross. net net. net positive
0: over 100%. That's great. How far over 100? Are we talking like 120 or 105?
1: Uh, Closer to 105,
0: yes. Okay, that's good though. So north of 100% net revenue revenue retention annually, meaning your expansion revenue more than outpaces any lost revenue. That's obviously a really healthy place to be. You just mentioned your ability to communicate with investors. So have you raised capital? And if so, how much?
1: Yeah, we've raised 4.8 million.
0: And when was that first round?
1: Uh. Late 2013, we closed and you know hit the ground running early
0: 2014. So is that pre-revenue, you actually, raised that first round?
1: Uh, we actually were a spin-out product, so we had a little bit of revenue. We had just under 200K in revenue at that time. Uh, and we were basically a product inside of another company. Wow. And then uh, in 2016, May 2016, we raised 3.2 million.
0: Okay, so, get, so those right. were, give me the day seeded. one.
1: Day one was, uh, 2014
0: and then you raised January.
1: And then that was 1.6 seed round and then 3.2 was May 16.
0: Yep. Good stuff there. All right. And talk to me. uh, It sounds like you've already published this, but talk to me about growth. So if you're at kind of 3 million pure SAS AR today, where were you exactly a year ago in August, 2017?
1: I don't know that off the top of my head, but our, uh, our AR growth is over 70%.
0: Okay. So yeah, if, if it's 70% year over year growth, that means what you would have been about 160 grand, something like that about a year ago per month. It's about right. Yeah, that's great. And is most of the growth coming from adding new customers or from expansion revenue.
1: Uh, adding new customers predominantly, you know, yeah, cause the, Yes. New customers.
0: And where, where are you finding those folks? What, like, which channels and specifically what do you, what are you willing to pay to acquire one of them?
1: Yeah, we have a direct sales model uh, that is vertical based. And so we're expanding our verticals. We started a lot in kind of home consumer products, um, outdoor products, basically anything that you would find at REI or Cabela's or something like that. Uh, our new verticals are things like um, healthcare is a growth category for us. We're really excited about that. Um, auto is, another Fritz, one. I have never
0: heard anyone say they are really excited about anything remotely close or even related to healthcare. What the hell is wrong with you?
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, the exciting thing about healthcare though, is there's obviously a, a tremendous amount of change that needs to happen and they're very slow to adopt digital. And we think that there's a lot of opportunity for one to many, um, healthcare delivery models, both, um, Communication and service delivery. So, one of the more exciting aspects of healthcare right now is uh, online healthcare, and they're just utilizing, you know, Skype or Zoom or something like that. But those business models are going to evolve heavily. Do and you we have see to worry ourself. about like
0: HIPAA compliance?
1: You do for service delivery. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a whole that's a whole big interesting thing to jump into. Okay, so what is CAC today? Are you, are you like are you spending fifteen grand to acquire thirty grand a year customer? Or what's CAC?
1: No, we, we're we're just over a dollar per a um, dollar in sales and marketing costs per dollar of ARR per year. That's so great. We're we're, you know, even in year one, and then lifetime value is, uh, you know, over multiple years, of course.
0: Well, what what do you what do you right now peg a lifetime value to? Uh,
1: well, I know off the top of my head, our LTV to CAC ratio is over three.
0: Okay. So, so if you're spending, th- uh, you know, a dollar f- spend for a dollar of new ARR on your average, you know, your minimum contract there is called 30 grand a year. So you spend 30 grand to acquire, you're saying it's at least 90 grand in terms of lifetime value. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's great. Um, let's, uh, let's uh, last question here. Last time you raised, it sounds like it was about a year ago. Um, are you considering raising capital right now? Yeah,
1: we've talked about it. I mean, fortunately we've always been a really solid business model or unit economics are strong. Uh, and so, uh, we're pretty close to cash flow positive right now. We're in control of our own destiny. Uh, we're going through some kind of changes in the market and looking at potentially some consolidation. And you would be buying
0: some other companies, or someone would be buying and rolling you up.
1: Both buying, merging, partnering—not merging, yeah. buying or <laughs> partnering. Uh, so, if you yeah, did
0: raise, if you did raise, how much would you want to raise?
1: Over seven million.
0: And why? Where would you spend it?
1: Uh, it would be vertical expansion, sales and marketing predominantly. Although there's a lot of product opportunities as well. Um, audience acquisition is a big uh, white space for us, you know, in order to have successful live video events. Yeah, you I spend,
0: big- I'll tell you what, I spend a lot of money on AMP Live to, to juice my live events. Um, and it's really interesting, they basically have a display network for when you go live, they'll launch these things instantly and. Drive your traffic. You're considering launching something like that, maybe.
1: Well, actually, Amp Live is one of our partners. So, oh, great. Yeah, yeah, I know. We know them very. So well. you
0: should buy them. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Who's bigger? I don't remember what their numbers are. We're bigger. Okay, there. You know the numbers. <laughs> All right, very good. So you'd you you thinking about raising seven million and break down your team for me today? How many team members total and where are you guys based?
1: Just over thirty. Uh, team members majority of them are in portland although we have san francisco uh, and utah and east coast
0: utah east coast very Central. good um good so thinking about raising potentially we'll see what happens there very good fritz so let's wrap up here with the famous five number one what is your favorite business book
1: mm. i have so many but lynchpin uh seth Goat.
0: number two is there a ceo you're following or studying right now
1: Uh, you know, I've been listening to, uh, Freakonomics and they had a great five series episode, uh, interviewing five different CEOs and the woman from Pepsi who actually just retired Step or down. resigned. Yeah. Yeah. She, um, she was impressive.
0: There you go. Number uh, three, is there a favorite online tool you have for growing your business? Mm, I don't. Number two. F- so,
1: too many to list
0: one. And number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night?
1: Uh, I try to hit eight.
0: Okay. And what's yeah. your situation? Married, single kids.
1: Uh, married, two kids.
0: And how old are you, Fritz? Just turned 40. Yeah, the big four. Oh, I love it. All right. Last yep. question. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew?
1: Oh man. I used to say, um, it takes longer than you think. So be patient and stick with it. But now I'm starting to get impatient again. <laughs> <laughs> I want things to happen faster, you know, but you realize like, Businesses just don't uh, become something great overnight. Yep, you know it's Guys, a ten year process, and uh, that's hard to stomach sometimes.
0: Try and stay patient. Fritz launched Brand Live in twenty fourteen to really help. Mainly home, kind of good consumer goods services. Think about things in REI, etc. Uh, do live video, whether that's you know you know REI launching their no, new owned licensed product or Party uh, Pottery Barn, and they want to launch to suppliers. Uh, they wouldn't do that on Facebook Live. They wouldn't do that on GoToWebinar because it's too private. So Brand Live allows them to set up a landing page specifically for that with nice social engagement. They've got 30 people in remote locations, mainly in Portland, San Fran, Utah, on the East Coast, building this tool. They've got about 100 customers paying. Uh, call it 30. 30 grand per year minimum, so 250 grand per month in revenue, passing 3 million in pure play SaaS, 4 million though in total revenue when you add services back on top of it. Economics are really healthy, flirting with 105% net revenue retention annually, 80 to 90% gross revenue retention, spending about a dollar on CAC for a new dollar in AR, so healthy 12 month payback period there. $4.8 million raised, considering a potential raise right now, growing about 70% year over year. Fritz, thanks for taking us to the top.
1: Sounds good, thank you.